Welcome back, Little Joe's Conservative Corner. I think America's like a sleeping giant, and I think it's beginning to wake up, and I want to help with the awakening so that it survives. All creepily got your friggin' nose all up in everybody's hair. Now, I personally don't like him. I think the guy's a complete moron. Now's the time to stand up for yourself and stand up for what you believe in. You don't go from a bartender to a congresswoman. It's just so dumb. <laughs> We're going to get right to it this time. As promised, this is my interview with Graham Ledger. Uh, you will notice at some point during the conversation, there might be a little blip, like the conversation jumps. And that is because he was nice enough to grant me an interview via phone. So whenever I lost connection, I did trim those sections out. It wouldn't make sense to have you listen to dead airtime. So if you do hear that blip, just know it was intentional to do that. Uh, you will still be able to follow exactly what he's talking about. So without further ado, Graham Ledger. Hi, Joe. Yes, how you doing, Mr. Gra- uh, Legend? How are you, sir? I'm, uh, I'm, I'm well. How's California this morning? Uh, it is still a, a blank hole, you know? Yeah, it's, it's still... <laughs> I just saw Newsom... Uh, was alluding to mandating the uh, vaccine over there, so I'm sure you guys are continuing to fight every day. Yeah, where are you? Uh, I'm out of Florida, so we're, oh. we're on polar, polar opposites of the spectrum right now. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah. Well, I, um, I appreciate you taking time to, to do this with me. I just had a few questions. I know you've been in the industry a long time, and uh, you, certainly with the media, so I was uh, one to ask you a few different things about the election audits that are going on. So I'm curious at your take, since you have so much time in media on that end of it, what your take is on the silence from most of mainstream media on all the election audits that are currently going on. Well, you have to begin with the fact that the mainstream media is the modern Marxist Democrat Party. They're one and the same. They're just the mouthpiece for Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer and Joe Biden on down. Their agenda is the same agenda. And it was in 2020 to tear down and destroy Donald Trump so he didn't get reelected. And and now it's to advance the radical ideology that Joe Biden is now foisting upon the American people from the so-called vaccine mandates on down. Right. So the media are the modern Marxist Democrat parties. And it, it works this way because most of the people who go into the media these days are militant ideologues, just like most of the professors that go into academia are militant ideologues. And so they view everything starting every morning in their morning meetings through this prism of advancing their radical ideology. And one of the methods that the mainstream media use to uh, skew the news and slant the news and, and put their perspective only out there for the mainstream public to consume is um, 
what you might call editing by omission or propaganda by omission. And by that I mean, I used to say in, in my newsroom in the CBS affiliate in San Diego, if they cover it, it didn't happen. Right. And so that is what is happening with the election audit, for example, in Arizona. What's about to drop in Arizona from my sources is going to be pretty heavy duty. I mean, everything. And so the media, go ahead. Uh, yeah, everything kind of, anything that I see that's coming out is kind of alluding to that, that they have something big coming out. I know they're trying to keep it as quiet as possible because they don't want much to leak out to the media until they're ready for the release. So it, it does seem that yeah, way. That's, that's smart. But I, I talked to Senator Townsend there in Arizona. I'm going to be talking to Senator uh, Borelli in a couple of days here. And you know, these are patriots. They're not right-wing fanatics, but that's the way the media are going to portray them. And the stories are already written. It's like when you have a, an actor or a politician, somebody famous who has cancer, the media will often write the obit before they die and then just plug in the date and the, and the age and bam, it's already ready to go and they just hit the send button and CNN uh, has a story out for all the people to consume. Same thing here. The media has already written the story and the narrative and that is, oh, this is not official, it's not sanctioned, it's partisan. Right. So when the news does come out, that's the way it's going to be framed. So we already know this going in, and I, to that I say, who cares? What really matters here is the legislature in Arizona and in Pennsylvania and in Georgia and in Michigan and in Wisconsin, where they're all looking at audits, uh, what they do per the United States Constitution. Article 2 says it's up to the legislature. Forget about the media. Forget about Joe Biden's Department of Justice. Forget about the governors in those states. Forget about Wolf in Pennsylvania. Forget about the, the judges where they may take this to court. If you, if you look at the Constitution, it says nothing about the governors, nothing about the judges. It's up to the legislature. And so um, that is, is what I care about. Is, is I'm watching the legislatures and, and what they do here. And if there are majority constitutionalists, in these uh, states, in the legislatures, then we're on the right track here because we know there's going to be election malfeasance found. We know there's going to be voter fraud found. Sure, um, that is a given. It's just a matter of how deep, right? How and how systematic it is. Yeah. Hey, uh, do you think that it's a knee-jerk reaction, or do you think there's a bit of fear there, which is why they are sick in the DOJ on all of these different states trying to stop these audits? One of the things you can tell if you're onto something with the, the mainstream media Democrat Marxist cabal is how vitriolic they get. The more vitriolic, the more they of uh, opposition to these. But now the DOJ is weighing in, and you're you're starting to see even more pushback in Arizona, and they're not complying with the subpoenas in Maricopa County. Um, the more they protest, the more they scream, the more they put up roadblocks, the more you know that uh, they're on to something. And right. they know that there was cheating going on here. We oh, know sorry. there was cheating going on here. 
the Democrat Party knows there was cheating going on, but you know, the Democrat voters have become so fanatical in their hatred of Donald Trump and their hatred of me and their hatred of you and anybody who stands up for the Constitution that they don't care. And they would rather cheat and win perspective now in the Marxist Democrat Party. And it's disgusting, but uh, that's the way it is. And yes, that they are, uh, they're terrified. They're terrified about the truth getting out. Right. Uh, and well, like I say, just brace, brace yourself because when the truth does start percolating out, they're going to viciously, mercilessly attack. You know, and the, the old uh, ploy here is to attack the messenger. And so they're going to attack personally these senators, these brave senators in Arizona, and anybody else in these other states who are initiating these uh, audits. Absolutely. Hey, do you think, at least in your opinion, we have no idea exactly how much is going to come out. Like you just said, we do know that there was obviously cheating involved. But if it did come out to the point where, let's say, it tips the state back in the win column for Donald Trump, I know constitutionally nothing can be done. But is there anything that could be or even entertain the idea of something going forward to rectify the situation? You know, in the history of this country, we've had some messy elections that have been thrown in the House of Representatives, for example. Right. So it, this is not exactly uncharted territory. It is and it isn't. But it's a system that has been, while not explicitly delineated in the United States Constitution, it's still there. And again, I go back to the state legislature. So is there a constitutional root here? Yeah, there is. And that is... If there's election malfeasance enough to swing any of the elections, not just for president, but maybe for certain races in Congress in these states, right. or even at school board, you know, something lower level, then it's up to the legislature to decide what to do. And the, the remedy here is to call a new election. It's just that simple. And so would that, what would that mean to the, Joe Biden and the electoral votes? Well... To me, it's pretty clear what happens. Those electoral votes would be suddenly in play and decertified. So in Arizona, he would lose 11 uh, electoral votes. And if it happened, then he would lose those and they would re-vote. So it would put him back in play. And there wouldn't be a president of the United States or would there? Maybe, maybe not. Then we would go down to the chain of command. Uh, and that would, you know, believe it or not, put Nancy Pelosi in charge. Yeah, which, yeah, which would be even more devastating than what's already happened. It could potentially, but what a fascinating time, right? Yeah, absolutely. I personally would, wouldn't I put up with Nancy Pelosi for a month or two if if we could have a bona fide election result? Yeah, I lost a little connection there. I'm, I apologize. Um, yeah, oh, okay. I, I, I just said, I just ended. I just ended with I would put up with President Pelosi for a couple of months if we got some bona fide election results, wouldn't you? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I I wouldn't uh, I wouldn't trade that for anything. I I think it's important to the integrity of our voting system in the country. Uh, we we fix what is already gone wrong, so that way people have some faith in what we're doing going forward. I'm sorry, I lost you again. Could you say that one more time? Yeah, I. I think 
that if this did happen, if those electoral votes were pulled back into play and there was a revote, I think there was there's going to be reverberation like we've never seen in this country before. Oh yeah. And, they- um, that's going to be that's going to be the uncharted territory is how people react and people include everyone you know whether you're a, a democrat or republican or whether you're a blue collar white collar whether you're a politician or or you are um, a member of the media it's going to be a fascinating time if that were to happen you know i did an interview with uh, sydney powell a couple months ago and she and I were talking about how Donald Trump could be, I don't like to use the word reinstated as president. Right. It would be actually reelected president uh, this year sometime. And people laughed at me. They said, you're a kook. Right. No doubt they always but look do. at us now. Look at us now. We're actively, potentially talking about it from a, a 100% legal and constitutional perspective. Right. Which, uh, which is interesting because, you know, most people, they thought there really was no pathway forward, that it, the election's done, and that's what you hear a lot, especially on the mainstream media, because they don't want you to think there's anything that can be done, is that constitutionally, you have up to a certain date, and beyond that date, you don't have any other options. Whoever's in place is in place. Right. They, they, uh, they, don't, they don't want, they, of course they want you to just walk away, you know, just shut up. Just with the so-called vaccines, right? Right, yeah. Shut up, line up, and get the shot. Don't question. Don't think about it. Don't do your homework. Same thing with the election. Just shut up and accept the results. That's what they want. That's the Democrat media cabal. And those of us who care about this republic and care about the future of this republic and care about the integrity of our franchise, a.k.a. our vote, um, aren't going to do that. Right. Yeah, you got to stand up for something. I mean, if we lose that, we don't have a whole lot left. Right. Hey, Graham, I know that you're a big pro-lifer just from um, your website and, and throughout your time. Uh, I'd like you to talk a little bit, if you would, if you want to, about uh, Ledger for Life, uh, give people a little insight on what they do and if they were interested in anything they could do to help out what what you have available for them. I, you know, I... I just encourage people to get involved now at any level. I'm, I'm right now. I'm calling for the revival of the Tea Party groups. Oh, really? And we, can, we were on a roll, you know, and and we had a real effect in 2012, but and then again in 2014. But this revival of the Tea Party groups has to be done differently this time. We have to organize better. We have to communicate better and we have to specialize and our focus needs to be less about the candidates and more about specific issues and start at the local level up Uh, say for example you are pro-life and you want to maintain that well there are many efforts at the local level at the state level in texas in particular and other red states that are doing great work in terms of protecting life and there are ways that you can activate locally uh, in doing that so yeah i'm 100 percent pro-life i'm 100 percent believer that abortion is murder and it's important for you to say that and don't be afraid to say that abortion 
is murder. And the nomenclature is very, very important. When I speak of Democrats now, I use the modifier Marxist Democrats. Right. So we need to retake the nomenclature as part of the effort to protect life. And don't be afraid to say abortion is murder, period. And we know, uh, you know, we know all the arguments. And there are a lot of you know, militant pro-abortion people out there that are just never going to be changed. But I think that one of the ways that uh, I find uh, wonderful in terms of saving lives is uh, the PRC's Pregnancy Resource Centers throughout the country where they have these mobile vans. Mm -hmm. mobile homes that they've converted into OBGYN and they show these pregnant women who are about to go into Planned Parenthood their baby and they have a wonderful success rate of not killing that child. So that's a that's a wonderful way. Knights of Columbus, right. uh, a lot of people don't realize how active Knights of Columbus are in all communities in preserving life. So these are great ways to, to get involved. Get involved. And, Back to the Tea Party movement, we need to specialize in school boards. You know, we need to focus on the local school boards, the boards yeah, of supervisors, even, even HOAs. You know, there are HOAs where you are in Florida that are militant and they're not following DeSantis's uh, laws that he's signing. No. For example, you know, for the mask, you can't mandate masks in Florida, right? Well, there are HOAs that are mandating masks. So yeah, there's actually the, the Broward... bottom line is we need... Go ahead. Yeah, I said the Broward School Board actually just said that they're going to do a mask mandate for all the kids going forward uh, this school year. And you've had a couple different um, counties, Orange County and Lee County down here, that have just mandated the vaccine. And DeSantis's law is you can't require proof of a vaccination and you certainly can't mandate masks especially in school which he vowed to fight but they're going to push one way or the other so yeah it's no matter where you live you're going to deal with these things right so so my order my standing order is pick that fight take them to court sue their ass off right you know yeah. get an injunction use the courts the way the democrats do because we need to fight the guerrilla war that the Democrats have fought, Marxist Democrats have fought now for decades. You know, the Republicans tend to fight the way the the British did, and the and the uh, the Democrat Marxist Democrats have been fighting the way the the Patriots did in 1776. This guerrilla war. Well, we need to fight the guerrilla war because we're getting our ass shot off. Agreed. And so this is my this is my intention is to help revive the Tea Party movement in this country. And I don't care if you're in a red state or blue state, it doesn't matter. We need to work together. We need to synchronize and we need to specialize. It's, it's very important that we do this and, and work from the, the bottom up. You know, the Democrat, Marxist Democrat Party has been brilliant in working locally as a farm system for their politicians working up the ladder to the state level and the, and the federal level. Well, why reinvent the wheel? Let's do what they did so successfully. Yeah, agreed. Yeah, I, I we all Republicans always try to take the high road for whatever reason and it's just like 
uh, you, for example, if they want you off the air, they'll call your sponsors, they'll boycott you, they'll do everything they can to get you to, to take that away from you. Whereas Republicans don't do that. And I agree with you. I think it's time we fight fire with fire and use the same playbook that they're using. That's the only way we're going to get any results. Yeah. Hey, Joe, listen, I might be going through a bad area here with no cell, cell service. So I'm just warning you, maybe we should wrap things up. Sure. Okay. Just uh, one, one last quick question. It shouldn't be hard to answer. How do you think things are going to turn out with the recall race for you there in California with Nasty Newsom? Well, if I was going to Vegas and I had to put a thousand dollars down on the line of whether he's going to be recalled or not, you know, it's a binary question right. that's going to be on the ballot. And that is, should he be recalled? That's question number one. And question number two doesn't mean anything. If question number one says, no, he shouldn't be recalled. Right. And if I had to bet, you know, you got to understand Newsom was just elected a couple of years ago, overwhelmingly. 60% of the vote. I, there's a lot of enthusiasm among Republicans and patriots and conservatives in California, and they believe that he's going to be recalled. Right. But, you know, these are their, these are friendly circles. If you look outside these friendly circles and you look at the sheer number of voters in California, 20 million is the, the total number of registered voters. 10 million of those are Democrats. Sure. And then five are Republicans and five are no party preference. If you split those down the middle, then the numbers are overwhelming in favor of the Democrats. Now, people ask me rhetorically, I guess, well, if you're a Democrat and you had your business shut down, wouldn't you vote to recall the governor? And in a, in a normal society, the answer is yes, but California is far yeah. from normal. And <laughs> that is true. I see... Joe, I see these pundits, you know, and people in Fox News and writing these articles. Oh, wow, you know, there's a good chance Newsom's going to be recalled. If, if the voter turnout, if the, if the Republicans are more energized than the Democrats, what they are forgetting is they've rigged the system already, the Democrats have in, in Sacramento. This is an all-mail-in ballot recall. Yeah, that's no good. So they're going to be mailing in about 10 days. Every so-called registered voter in California is going to get a ballot in about 10 days. There are 20 million registered voters, more or less. They're going to mail out 22, 23 million ballots. Now, you tell, I know you're a rational person. You say, wait a minute. That's more ballots than registered voters. That's right. Yeah. Everybody that's already passed away is getting one, too. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Unbelievable. So, so when they take these polls of, quote, likely voters in California... Everybody's a likely voter if they're getting a ballot. Right. <laughs> yeah, it, 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 the math doesn't add up there. Yeah. So Larry Elder and Kevin Kiley and and the rest of them, you know, they'd be you know a fine alternative to Newsom, of course. But you got to the get there first. All these. Yeah. yeah. Well, Mister Mister Ledger, I really do appreciate you taking some time with me here. Uh, hopefully things go well for you, get a little better there in California. And uh, I'll try to reach out to you again, and maybe we can have another conversation in the future. Okay. Thank you. Thank you, sir. Well, I hope you enjoyed that as much as I did. Uh, he made some great points. Interesting guy, nice guy to talk to. Hopefully I can catch up again with him sometime. If you like what you're hearing, please rate and review me. 
Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at L-J-C-O-N-S-E-R-C-R-N. If you'd like to reach out to me, you can go to my website, uh, littlejocc.com. Go to the contact section and you can send me a message. Enjoy your Friday. Have a beautiful weekend and we will do it again on Tuesday.